and welcome to another wonderful episode of Three Levels Deep. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by Alex. Hello. And Santo. Hello, hello. Uh, and we've got another episode where we're pretty much just going to be talking about some stuff we've been playing. And I think Santo might have some sort of secret segment plan that Alex and I are in the dark about. Yeah, I did blab like a, a couple times that I had a secret segment because I was so excited for it. So that's just, I'm just, just going to set expectations to unattainable right off the bat. But we'll, we'll see that uh, as we go along in this podcast. Which is giving the viewer a reason to stick around to the end of the episode. Right. Not the listener, the viewer. That may be, yes. If they're watching on YouTube, which if you're not, I would suggest doing. For reasons that will be apparent later. Uh, well, I guess uh, I'll start off with uh, Mario, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's, it's weird that it's just still called like Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Is yeah. that actually the title? Yeah. But like... There's so many characters in the game that, like, why even say bros? Like, Super Mario Wonder would probably be better, and that's what everybody's going to call it anyways. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds better, too. You've got seven characters that play like normal, and then five easy mode characters you can play. <laughs> uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Blue, Yellow Toad, mm. and Toadette. And then, sadly, all four of the Yoshis are... Easy mode, along with Nabbit. But, yeah, Mario Brothers Wonder, it's... I mean, it, it's a Mario game. There, there's no getting around it, it. It's a 2D Mario game. Yeah. But it's so refreshing. This game is so refreshing just, just to look at visually. Because if you jump back, aside from the jump from, like, Mario 1 to... The Lost Levels, which was two originally in Japan. Like every other Mario game, 2D Mario game, has like a different art style to it. Mm -hmm. And that new Super Mario Brothers art style was kind of. It stuck around too long. It was. It felt like they were just. Uh, people, they just kept reusing. Yeah, people didn't really like it even with the first new Super Mario Bros. People were kind of lukewarm on that on it. Like, I remember at the time, people mm -hmm. were kind of like, eh, it's, like, a little bit soulless. Yeah, and then they just rolled with it for three more games, which, I mean, I, past the one on the DS, I only ever played... Only the, three? Yeah. Uh, Wii, two on the 3DS, and then Mario Brothers U. New Super Luigi U doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> the year of Luigi didn't happen. <laughs> Luigi's so upset. Dr. Luigi? We, he, Luigi's, Luigi's he got sued for medical list. malpractice. Luigi's putting you on his list. <laughs> but the, the biggest thing is like just finally having another change in art style for the 2D game. And just it, 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 it's just full, so full of personality compared to what we've had. Not, not, not to say that those games were bad. I mean, they were 2D Mario games. They, they do what they set out to do. And they introduced multiplayer 2D Mario, which is a gong show. <laughs> Especially when you have that fifth person on the gamepad on the Wii U just putting blocks oh my God. into <laughs> to either help or more likely mess with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just Mario Brothers Wonder has 
so much personality with this new art style. It looks great. It's like, I, I'm not going to say like, it's not revolutionary or anything. It's, it's still a 2D Mario game, but it certainly has f a lot of fun with what they're going for with essentially every level having a drug trip sequence, it almost seems like. Yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> that looked strange for sure. The uh, pipes start getting weird and <laughs> flowers are talking to you. Yeah, well, well, the t flowers are talking to you even without the uh, drug drug trip sequence. Mm. <laughs> uh, but listen, yeah, no. listen, those mushrooms are they're they're special. <laughs> the the years of the shrooms have finally caught up with Mario. Uh, but no, they they do a lot with those uh, sequence to liven up each level. Just uh, some different stuff. Like there's somewhere, oh, you're a Goomba now, and it's turned in. <laughs> And there's act some actual stealth involved. <laughs> <laughs> or... Metal, Metal Gear Goomba. <laughs> or there could just be like a stampede of enemies just going through the level that you're just riding on top of now. Or I, You know, you think about it. How many times have we played as Mario's iconic villain, Bowser? But how many times have we played against... The iconic Stomper Goomba. Or Stompy. Just Odyssey, pretty much. Odyssey, yeah. 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 Goomba with a hat. Mm -hmm. And a mustache. <laughs> yeah, so oh, overall, the game, it's, it's divided up into six worlds. And then you've got one central world that kind of connects them all. That at first, you like you'll progress through that world a little bit and then you go into the second one. But once you've cleared the first three worlds, you can kind of just like clear out that world and like go to any of the last three. Okay. Um, but it's also, it's also like brought back some stuff from older games. Like you have uh, airship levels again. Oh, nice. From Mario 3 and you've got the equivalent of the special world from Mario World. With the like really hard levels, I like that. That's good. Yeah, I I, I will say though, like we we're getting shrinkflation in Mario games. Okay, you know, old school Mario eight eight worlds. Okay, then then stuff kind of moved down to seven. Like how many games had like an, a, a very important like seven worlds or like seven stars in Paper Mario, whatever. Now we're down to six. We're down to six. We're down to six worlds, folks. Where is it going to end? Six in number, seven with the central hub. But I mean, I haven't beaten it yet. I'm only I'm I'm on the fourth world. Um, who knows? Maybe there's something else awaiting. I don't know. But yeah, no, it, it it's just it's it's really nice uh, just playing a Mario game again that has its own unique visual style and just feels different from the games that came before it. Cool. Now, you haven't yet addressed the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the power-ups? Yes. Uh, yeah, so you've got the elephant for new power-ups. You've got the elephant power-up, obviously, where you just get really big, turn into an elephant, and uh, you can hit enemies with your uh, trunk. You can also uh, soak up water, uh, like store water in your trunk, and then spray that out. Uh, you've got the bubble 
power up where you basically shoot out a bubble that'll trap an enemy and then they just die in it. Okay. Uh, just, just just some suffocation, like just horrific death. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. And then you've Good got job, the drill hat, which so you you've got a drill on your head. So enemies from above, they just hit it and die. Uh, but you can also ground pound, and the hat will go below you, and then you can just break through some blocks. But you can also. Uh, dig yourself into the ceiling or floor and just like traverse along inside oh. of the ceiling and floor. Okay. And then just like pop out underneath an enemy. Wow. I don't know if there's any other new power-ups to come, but those are the ones I've encountered so far. Oh yeah, so the game, I haven't really played with the online. So the online's, you can't even play online with friends. It's just, you see their ghost. As their, you see their live ghost. Okay, wait, live? <laughs> yeah, you see their live ghost, but you're not actually interacting in any way. Okay, so can you race? Yeah, then I, I guess think that's you, I guess yeah, you the can do point. races. Yeah, that would be the only thing I could see that being useful for. But when you said ghost, I thought you were talking about like, like a time booze? trial ghost. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. actually would be cool. Yeah. Um, but the, this is all, you can also uh, go online and just see like random people's live ghosts as well, which, which this is kind of where the game takes some inspiration from the Souls series. Uh. <laughs> um, Listen, you know, we, we had Mario Odyssey, you know, getting on that open world trend now, but now the trend is Souls-like, so this is the Mario Souls-like. So you can see other players passing through your world, uh, and you can actually put down standees, like these little cardboard cutouts that uh, players can actually revive at. <laughs> if, if, like, if they're playing online and they die, they turn into a ghost, and they can go to another person's standee and be revived. Um, and these standees, there's actually a whole gotcha system to get them. Oh, no. <laughs> with uh, in-game currency you get. <laughs> And different rarities. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a total of 12 standees for each playable character. Mm -hmm. So it's just like different poses and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Different poses, different uh, power-ups. And I think you can even, like in Dark Souls, you can put down messages for other people to see. Ah, <laughs> uh, why did they remove the Miiverse? <laughs> that would have been yeah, I, for I, it. I, I miss Miiverse. Miiverse was great. Yeah, I like the Miiverse stage in Smash Four, and just seeing what comes up. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a good time. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh. Um, now, as for the game's difficulty, like it's not too challenging. I'm finding. Um, I mean, there's certainly some levels, like some of those special stages, uh, that are a little tougher, but well. I am not in danger of running out of lives because there's two currencies. You've got your regular coins, which just, as usual, once you get to 100, you get a one-up. Um, but then you've got these purple coins now, which, um, like, there's just purple coins scattered throughout levels. But then you've also got the big 10 purple coins, and each level has three of those. So, like, how in yeah. past Mario games, you've... The star had coins. like yes, the star coins or something else to um, collect three of in a level it's for all completion. About those dinosaur coins, okay? There were, <laughs> weren't there 
five five in Super Mario five World. dinosaur yep. coins yeah uh but yeah these give you 10 so like you're getting a lot of these purple coins and those cap out at 999 which i've hit a couple times and then these are used for buying your standy gotcha mm -hmm. um or, or or yeah actually something else i haven't gone to yet but uh also for uh you can buy one-ups so because i've hit the 999 it's like well i might as well spend some of these so i've got 99 lives i'm not in danger <laughs> of hitting a game over yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah the the other mechanic that just came back to me is you have the badge system which is uh you can have one badge equipped and it can actually alter how the game plays um there are some that uh are a little more challenging or well not challenging but they can actually mess with you a little bit like one is spring step so like you're always just bouncing oh great <laughs> oh. is there is there one where every level is an ice level now uh, that would be brutal yeah, just oh, just I like can't recall low friction yeah oh. low friction everywhere of, of the ones i've encountered so far i can't say say so but uh, can you stack multiple? No, you can only have oh, one equipped okay. at a time. That would be ridiculous. That okay, that would actually be, I think, really cool because it would let people make their own sort of arbitrary, like challenge sets, like how and then and then you could have like there was the thing with the uh, the Halo speed running with different skulls. The skulls, oh. that, but with a yeah. combinatorial <laughs> explosion of different badge. Like, if you could have even three badges, like, however many badges there are, it would just blow up. There'd be so yeah. many combinations. So, yeah. That actually feels like it would be cool to have more than one, but... Yeah. Whatever. So, I'm, now I'm not sure how it works in co-op locally. I'm not sure if every player can have a different badge equipped or not. Hmm. Um, that's something I need to check out, but... Uh, so every character, I mean, aside from the easy mode characters who don't get access to power-ups and the only way they can die is falling down a pit or oh. I guess into like lava or, or poison swamp mm -hmm. or something like that. But yeah, so every character plays the same. So you don't have Luigi like with his like oh, what? more fluttery jump, but that is a badge you can put on. But um, that's that's been the case for the new Super Mario Bros. games. Like, yeah, that's not they, that they've all been playing the same. Has it? Yeah. yeah. You can't float as princess. Or, okay. I, uh, I maybe in, I in in um uh blah, 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 uh 3D World, they play differently. Yeah. 3D yeah. World, 3D World, 3D World they play yeah. differently. Because Toad runs the fastest. Yeah. Toad runs the fast. Yep. Toad runs the fastest. And yeah, Rosalina I... has like a really good float. Hmm. <laughs> I kind of don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why they're removing that, personally. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I always like that. I always thought that was a nice sort of thing for flavor, especially yeah. when there's multiple characters. So you differentiate just, them. Yeah. And if you really want to let people play as the same character, just give them different costumes. How many costumes did Mario have in Odyssey? <laughs> I mean, there was even a lot. A, there was so even many. a Luigi costume. I mean, my favorite uh, speedrun category for uh, Mario Odyssey is the nipple percent speedrun. What? How fast How? you can get to Mario without a shirt on. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that would actually be really funny if you had all the characters with their unique abilities 
and then they have alternate costumes and just everyone gets the Luigi costume. You've got Mario Luigi, Luigi Luigi, Peach Luigi, Daisy Luigi, <laughs> Toad Luigi. But yeah, so just for some of the other power-ups, you've also got uh, one that's like a, when you're in the air, you can just hold down the bun and hold a big hat above them and then they'll just like slowly float down. Okay. So you can like kind of increase like your distance by just floating down further. Um, uh, you've got one that allows you to get a vertical jump off of a wall jump once mm. as opposed to huh. like just the immediate like jumping off the wall you can get a, to get for, so you can get higher up on the wall first um but yeah there's there's definitely some more that are slipping my mind right now but there's there's a decent amount of them and i, I don't have all of them unlocked yet i still have quite a few to get uh but yeah they can definitely change up how 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 it plays and yeah, I really do need to check and see if each character in co-op can have a different. If they one can have different it. ones, that's that would be pretty crazy. Because then, like, you could emulate, you know, characters having different yeah. abilities. Yeah, you could give Luigi with their canonical the, things. Give Luigi the floaty jump. Give Peach like a Peach Peach Daisy like a a float hold and float kind of thing. Yeah, Mario gets nothing. That's right. <laughs> Oh yeah, there there's a uh, one that gives you um, a faster sprint, yeah. Uh, and then there's one that uh, actually allows you to get for for a short time after like just being in the air, it gives you a jump. So you can actually kind of mm. just run off, get a little lower, and then jump. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they, they certainly there, there's definitely a lot of them. So a double jump, but only when you fall off. Or no, it might it's just be... like a delayed single jump. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and and there's also like a safety one where, um, you get, a, like, there's a safety one that gives you a a recovery like one time in a level if you fall down a pit, I think. But I uh, yeah no I'm I'm just uh, trying to recall some of these but they're slipping my mind right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there there there's a lot. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's Mario Wonder. Nice. Sounds wonderful. And that's uh, pretty much the only thing you've been been playing recently. Uh, about the only other thing I can possibly say is my uh, update is an update to my top score in Watermelon game, <laughs> <laughs> which I am now up to two thousand six hundred twenty three. You're getting closer to three thousand. Yep. Um and. I feel like it could be uh, possibly getting an English eShop release soon because, while the while in the game it's still all in Japanese, the uh, the tile on the Switch with its name now actually just says Watermelon Game instead of just being in uh, Japanese. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it for me. All right. Well, I've got a few games that I have been playing. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is F Zero Ninety Nine. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, really have oh, that right. much to say about it. Yeah, no, I've, but, I've played a bit too. That kind of slipped my mind, actually, yeah. Uh, it's a goddamn mess, and I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep. like, it's 99 cars with collision, just bumping around, yep. and yeah. the bumping in F-Zero, like, is super relevant, not just for, like, you know, bumping people into obstacles or anything like that, but 
you have a health meter or that also acts as your boost meter at zero. So if you're bumping people, then your health slash boost goes down. So you gotta like be careful about that. But also bumping creates these little pieces of energy on the field that you collect. And once you get enough of them, you go onto the Skyway, which is like a separate raceway above the F-Zero track that is basically like the rubber banding mechanic uh, for you know people that are behind to get closer up. Because if people are bumping, they leave that energy for the people behind them to get. And then there's like NPC cars even that show up that bumping those creates even more yeah. energy to go up into the skyway. So yeah, like they'll just as those ones go forth, like they'll just drop little bits of that energy. But if you go up and like actually ram into them, it just drops a lot for you to just pick up. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting way that they you know kind of fleshed out the mechanics of f-zero to make it possible for 99 people to play it <laughs> and have fun with it uh i haven't played too many races uh i did get fourth once that's my best so far uh, i would have gone third but somebody skywayed just in front of me at the oh. end of the finish line so I'm like, damn oh. it uh which honestly getting fourth surprised me because i'm terrible at f-zero og f-zero controls weird like there's like sliding yeah. and stuff and it's uh it's difficult for sure and also um you can still go out of bounds just insta lose on, on certain stages so oh, yeah be careful about that too like i i, I tried like, to like, like falling off like a jump yeah like if like when you jump you have a decent amount of air control but you can that means you can you know put yourself above a pit or you might get bumped towards the pit. Yeah, I was gonna say you could you can still bump people midair. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so it's yeah, it's really fun. I'm super glad it came out because this shows that Nintendo knows F Zero exists. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, that means that new F Zero might be on the horizon. Well, actually, while we're on the uh, 99 train, I, I'm not sure if they've if it's been shut down yet or if it's soon, but they are or have already shut down Pac-Man 99. Mm -hmm. What? Yep. <laughs> did you not know that was a thing? No. Why did they shut it down? Oh, um, I don't know. They shut down Mario 35. If not enough people are playing it, then like, yeah. how do you get a match together? Yeah, I, I guess. Tetris 99 is still going strong. Yep. Still getting to a match of that real easy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just... I'm always, I'm always kind of sad when... when like multiplayer games go offline and then it's just like you can't even play it anymore yeah Experience, like the experience is just you know like lost one i'm really upset about is like they delisted earlier this year and it's going off in december bad company too uh, uh, yeah I've, I've been meaning to check out battle bit i've heard that that's pretty good it's like low poly style but it's apparently pretty in the vein of like classic battlefield but because it's low poly it's something stupid like 128 or maybe even 256 players a match oh boy like just huge we're huge getting up to numbers. the mag numbers yeah <laughs> yeah but uh that's the thing you know we have all this all this horsepower in these machines and okay yeah you could you could bump the graphical fidelity sure but you could also just bump the numbers. And I feel like bumping the numbers is way more fun. Yeah. 
I, I, I would I would take more lower fidelity games. If they do something interesting, yeah, yeah. Be, because they're low fidelity. Yeah. Well, unlike we've played a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but we've played a good amount of uh, Deep Rock Galactic, and mm-hmm. that game has a, a nice low poly aesthetic. I think it looks good, but I guarantee you that the reason they went with a low poly aesthetic is because they wanted destructible terrain. Yeah, and that's so much easier to do when you can just carve out triangles. Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, you've got procedural, you've got these procedurally generated environments too. And again, if you do that in a low poly way, it's just easier. So it makes a lot of things that would be really, really challenging, you know, within the realm of possibility. So I remember back in the day, oh man, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, like they literally put this in like the promotional materials because they could fill the screen with more enemies than any other game because it's all flat. Yep. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny because that's there's like not actually a lot of places in the game where they use that, but they were still like, it's on the back of the box. Yeah. Hundreds of enemies or something ridiculous. Oh, man. That's some good back of the box quotes. Most of them escape me right now. Uh, on the flip side of, you know, just taking, uh, making a game, you know, more low poly, low fidelity to make it more interesting, uh, we have the exact opposite side of that spectrum, which is Diablo 4, which is where they made things too high fidelity for very little actual gain. Um, I talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago, but I've played more of it now and have a, you know, firm opinion on the game at this point, and that I'm... I'm worried that maybe Diablo 2 wasn't good. <laughs> that, may, that maybe, like, I... Because, like, the things that I don't like about this game, some of them are specific to Diablo 4 for sure, but there's some stuff I'm like, if I went back and played Diablo 2, would I actually enjoy it, or did I just like it because I was a teenager and had time? Um, I think Diablo 4 is just boring. It's a very boring game. I, I don't think that any real portion of the gameplay is particularly engaging at all and there's a couple different reasons for that um the first is that it just feels like a treadmill of checkboxes just like side quest upon side quest upon main quest just go here do you know one of the three things like protect a place kill a thing collect a thing like just very basic basic game design stuff like i didn't run into any quests that i felt were interesting from a gameplay perspective and i didn't care really about the tone or the world at all because it's just like oh this this realm is just awful like everything sucks that's not fun to me that's why i don't like fallout it's like post-apocalypse or just like horrible demon infested snowy place like that's not interesting to me yeah i never really played a lot of Diablo, and the only bit of Diablo I have played was mostly actually Diablo 1. But I remember with Diablo 1, like, you know, some of the bosses, it was like, the game doesn't really throw you into, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to kill all this evil. Like, it, it, it kind of grounds it in a little bit more, like, mundane stuff almost initially. Like, I remember the one of the earliest bosses is, is the Butcher. And the Butcher isn't portrayed as, like, oh yeah, this is a demonic hell being. It's just like, 
or maybe it is and I'm just forgetting, but it seemed like it was, it was a more like, it was a more like low level, just evil kind of, this dude is like a, you know, psychotic murderer in the community. <laughs> in the community. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you gotta go deal with him for our town, but it's not this like, I don't know, it felt like it was setting it up in a way where it kind of made you care a little bit more about it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I'm also gonna. I'm also gonna be honest. I've never really been a huge fan of Diablo. And when you say maybe Diablo two sucked, I'm like, yeah, it did suck. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was playing some Diablo one recent, like a couple months ago, and I don't know. I was having trouble getting into it. Yeah. Like I remember we played Torchlight uh, co-op a bit, and I only played that because we were doing it as a group. I really just don't like the genre well i think that there's there's things that can do well that the only uh evidence i have is my memory of diablo 2 so um one of the reasons why i don't think i like felt any kind of attachment to this world at all is because i was largely trying to speed run it uh because of the horrible horrible uh gameplay structure of it where they decide to make this game a seasonal game where there will be different seasons of content and the expectation is that you make a new character every season. Right. Now, to access the seasonal content, you have to uh, beat the campaign first. So I was just trying to rush through the campaign as fast as I could, but this game moves pretty slowly. You don't get a mount to make things go faster for a while and... You know, other games didn't need a mount. Uh, so I just found myself skipping cutscenes, skipping dialogue, just trying to get through everything that I could to get to what's, you know, supposed to be the real meat of the game. And also, I was trying to get there to play multiplayer because to play the seasonal content with other people, again, you have to be able to access it in the first place. So you got to beat the campaign first. And so Wait, you have, do you have to beat the campaign to get multiplayer? No, you have okay. to you have to beat the campaign to, be, to get to the seasonal to content. Play seasonal and yeah, you know the okay. stuff that they're going to implement over time, and it just felt like a really bad uh, experience because imagine like you wanting to play somebody who's played this game for a while wanting to play this game with somebody else that hasn't played it after release, which is what happened to me. Like that, to get to the juicy stuff, you have to, the new stuff. Is after, oh, you have to beat the campaign first on your own. Now, I could beat the campaign with you, but then I'd be replaying, uh, you know, 40 hours of content or whatever, because this game is bloated to hell. Can you skip the campaign on a new character to just get to the seasonal content? Yes, if you okay. beat the campaign once, then you can skip the campaign to get to the seasonal content. Okay, because I, like, one of the few things I do know is that uh, to get the seasonal content... Each season, you have to run with a new character, so... Yeah, you don't have to play through the run... entire campaign yeah. before doing that. That'd be, un... That'd be unplayable. Who would do that? Uh, and after a season's done, the character that you made for that season gets shifted to what they call the Eternal Realm. And I haven't actually kept up with it. I think that their first like season has ended at this point. Um, so I don't know if that seal content is still available or not 
for for you to play. I don't know. I should have looked that up before this podcast, but I didn't. Uh, but I'll I'll get to the real like big like systemic problem with Diablo Four, and that's that Blizzard decided to pull inspiration from MMOs because you know they made World of Warcraft yep. the most successful yeah. one ever. So. Like, the bosses feel a lot more like raid bosses, where, you know, you, you like, are, like, they'll have, like, different phases, they'll have um, different points where if you do enough damage, then they'll drop health potions and stuff like that, and, and, a, lot of fo- and a lot of focus on area damage, well, they'll, like, mark an area, like, there will be damage here, you better not be there, and each character has, like, a dodge that they can do. So they wanted the game to feel a little bit more actiony, which it feels more actiony, but feels worse in a lot of ways because of that. There are like a lot of different zones with a little level marker next to them, but even after you've leveled up past the level where your stuff is at, enemies scale with you, so encounters still feel like kind of a bore because there's not a proper scaling okay uh, I shouldn't use it. there's not a proper difficulty curve let's go, let's go with that uh, so it I really just didn't like how that felt where it's like okay I get to a new area and all the enemies are the exact same level it's gonna take the same amount of effort to kill these mobs as it is any other mob and yeah, things just didn't feel great. You also have to unlock the higher difficulties. You have to beat the campaign first again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and the higher difficulties is when like bosses start having like, or like elite enemies start having like auras that like affect the like mobs that they're with and stuff like that. Which, you know, Diablo two did that by default and made the combat a little bit more interesting. Each each mob with an elite enemy might be different. Like, oh, this entire mob might be a, like lightning enchanted or something like that and that's you know a lot more interesting than a bunch of vanilla creatures that the only difference is they might have more health yeah that feels like a huge mistake to make the game forcibly more boring to play on your first playthrough yeah because a lot of people are not going to play the game more than once well that's I, I don't know about that. See, some people will probably like pick it up and play it because Diablo is a big franchise, Blizzard is a big developer. They might play it once and then... Though, I think those are the people that might not play it more than once anyways. Whereas yeah. there are some people that are going to obsessively play this and yeah. it be the only thing that they play, in which case, who cares? It's still a dumb design decision. I don't know why they did that. Like, yes... Like having auras that affect a bunch of the entire mob, that is something that makes the game more difficult. But locking that behind a difficulty just feels off. I I know I really dislike difficulty settings that are just you know crank the numbers and don't do anything different. But this is a bad example of that because they're taking away a gameplay feature on the lower difficulties instead of yeah like, doing something more interesting with like AI or like enemy AI or stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that, like I, like we we you you've kind of talked about this a lot. Where like you know a good example is something like Fire Emblem, where hard mode is is different enemy placement, or different enemy even, placement, different enemy types, different types, yeah, even different uh, placement for your initial deployment on some maps. Yeah. So like it, like those four different 
difficulties like in it, that game feel it, very it different. It changes the tactics that you need to use as opposed to, yeah, just like making it take longer to kill enemies or whatever. Yeah, it's always frustrating when you see difficulty slide difficulty settings in the game and they have listed what's different and it's just like enemies have 50% more health they do 20% more damage they do and so they're like 10% faster it's like come on really yeah but uh yeah I don't know I mean that feel that just feels like in in a game that's that's yeah it feels like that should be like a fairly core mechanic to just keep the game interesting yeah but it would be like like you would you lock would you lock uh armor would you lock your inventory to higher difficulties <laughs> i don't know Speak. or would you or or like some games take the opposite effect where like they remove like i i don't see it as that much different than games that remove options from the player for higher difficulties which is also i think kind of frustrating it can be sometimes that works really well for example uh marvel's midnight suns on the lower difficulties you have a number of revives on your characters and as you get into higher difficulties your number of revives goes down until eventually it reaches zero so that does change the way that you have to approach levels in some cases where you have to focus a little bit more on you know self-preservation over just trying to kill everything as fast as you can yeah i guess it can it can work well but i agree sometimes it is frustrating yeah okay removing revives I feel like revives are a crutch anyway. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but like, I feel like removing a crutch feature, I'm, I feel like it's usually fine. Mm -hmm. But something like preventing your characters from having like, mod, like items, like, like passive effects, things like that, like, like inventory. Yeah, so like, like that would be weird. I I, I think I've se I swear I remember seeing that in some game once. Resident where... Evil King. Resident yeah. Evil One Remake does something where of the two yeah, characters, King. one of them has less inventory slots, mm -hmm. so it makes it for having to play it smarter. Like, what do I need to solve this puzzle, and can potentially make for more backtracking. So you have to play a little smarter with the having the less inventory slots. Yeah, but no, that's what that's what the, that a more recent game we had where that was the case with Shotgun King, and on the higher difficulties you lose a, the ability to like have these like interesting ability slots. But that was like kind of like a really core part of the game. It felt like I don't know. It just yeah, it felt like maybe the wrong. It felt like it it made gameplay less dynamic mm -hmm. which is which is awful and this feels like it's it's in that same vein like it makes the gameplay less dynamic if yeah if, on the lower difficulties in this yeah. case yeah 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 you're making the gameplay less dynamic on the lower difficulty which is like Weird. i don't know yeah and um, so but especially because that's because those higher difficulties are locked feels weird yeah especially exactly. in a game like diablo because if you've been with the series for a while but you're a bit older and you don't have time and Diablo is an old franchise there's people that are probably wanting to play it and just don't have time to play it more than once but they're still you know they've played enough Diablo that they want to play it on a higher difficulty like I don't know it just feels weird yeah like locking difficulties behind playthroughs just feels like 
such yeah. dated game design. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16 did that recently too, with only having one difficulty to start. Yes. Yeah, weird. I don't like unless it's a short unless it's a short game or like a like a roguelike thing where there's like a tight game loop. I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last uh, thing I want to talk about in Diablo 4 is I think the loot is really, really badly implemented in the game because they made the loot really modular. And I think that is worse because I think that restriction is good in video games. So the system that they used for um, the... It really only matters for the legendaries, which are like, like the the lower rarity things is just like okay, either they have one like little tacked on stat thing to them, or they have two, or they have three. The legendaries is where they start modifying uh, your abilities and stuff like that. So the system that they went with was there's a ton of different dungeons in the game, and after you beat a dungeon, you get what's called an aspect that may or may not modify one of your abilities or an ability for a different class. Uh, and you can put those on legendaries and take uh, what's already on them off and put that on other legendaries. So, and the aspects that you get from the dungeons are usually like uh, a slightly scaled down version of what you might find on a piece of loot. But what this does is that instead of me finding new loot and wanting to experiment with different abilities because re uh respecking is that's one of the one good things that they did in this game is that respecking is quite easy and not very costly uh so instead of me wanting to you know see oh this seems like an interesting effect on ability let me you know change my skill tree to match that I can just say, well, this has better base stats than this other legendary. Let me take the aspect off of that other legendary and put it on this one. And so it makes it so that getting any individual piece of loot isn't very exciting. Like when a legendary drops, that should be exciting. It's not. Because I can just put whatever the hell I want on it instead of, you know, being excited for the thing that I got and potentially modify my playstyle to... Yeah, as someone who's play who played a lot of Destiny and Destiny Two in the past, like that that's kind of the whole point of that type of thing is like the role you get is supposed to be the role you get, and mm -hmm. like part of it's supposed to be like, oh, like trying to grind out for a better role for something. Yeah, really. and so. I and I totally understand why people don't think that's good game design. That like, oh, you know, I spent all this time and I got this thing that I don't that I don't even want, but that's, at the same time, you're making it, like, a very, like, static, like, level of low, maybe, like, low excitement instead of, like, big highs and big lows. You, you're never going to get a moment in Diablo 4 where a piece of loot dropped that was sick as hell, and you want to tell that to people, because you can just modify what's on it to whatever the hell you want, pretty much. So... Okay, does, does, sorry, maybe I missed this. Does like a legendary item have more slots though? A legendary item has a slot for these aspects, which are the things that modify your abilities. Uh, everything else is just like, oh, you know, like extra range damage or take less lightning damage and, and just like very generic modifiers. You know, where like a legendary will have like four of those. And then plus this slot for an aspect that might make your uh, like 
big like giant ballista bow shot like split into multiple arrows when they when it hits enemies like something like that that's like that's a cool ability that i like to use so i just put that on everything that i got from then on uh and diablo also has uh, gems and like slots to put gems in which also like add additional uh basic modifiers to your gear but those are entirely modular now where you can like take them in and out you can like add slots to stuff that was another thing in diablo 2 where that wasn't the case you put a gem in a slot you commit it to that that gem is now on that equipment you can't put anything else in there you can't take it out you can't add slots to equipment so it made you commit your your resources instead of just like mixing and matching and stuff like that so I felt no attachment to the loot I was earning in this game. Yeah. Where that's supposed to be the point, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, whereas in Destiny 2, like, you get a good roll on a weapon, and it's like, oh, I'm going to roll with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even stuff like Borderlands, like, yeah. getting a really rare weapon that had, like, a crazy effect, that was, a, you know, a important moment in the, mm-hmm. loop, in the gameplay loop of that game. Yeah. This just doesn't have that. I mean, it's always tough because, you know, when you have... It's a tough balance because if you have upgradable stuff and you commit those resources, then they're gone and then you can't... Then you, you were you better off saving them for later? And, yeah, but... I Diablo, I think, handles that fine because it has an inventory that forces you to use stuff since you cannot carry everything. But, yeah, I mean, well, you have a stash back at base that you can just chuck yeah, stuff in. Yeah, so that's like, true. So, like, yeah, and Diablo 4, it's just like, oh, I, my inventory's filled up, town portal, back to base, go drop it off on my stash, go back to to where I was exactly in the same spot in the dungeon that I was in, or whatever. And are, are the, are the like town nothing. portals not limited anymore? Nope. Really? No. Oh. I remember even in, yeah. In I mean, Diablo that, 2, they were, yes. Yeah, that was a big deal. It's like, oh, do I really want to use this portal scroll? Like, I don't have that many of them. Yeah, and also Diablo 2 had the uh, unidentified items where you had to, like, spend, you know, identify scrolls. You had to yep. spend currency to figure out, oh, is this, like, sick or not? They have that in Diablo 4 with a specific shop where you spend a specific currency. But, the again, it's not like you're... These are things that are dropping from enemies that you're like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, identify uh, this and see you know, this. You know, what, you know what's funny is it, it honestly, it sounds like Diablo's fa- uh, falling for a similar problem that WoW fell for, where, you know, a lot of people don't actually like WoW anymore because yeah. the problem is that the game was made so streamlined that it's boring. Mm-hmm. And Blizzard ended up you know, going and re-releasing WoW, WoW Classic. Classic yeah. yeah. Specifically because people were like, yeah, you know, actually it turns out that a bunch of the a bunch of the like awkward annoyances end up creating the meaningful gameplay. And by streamlining it all out, it just becomes boring. Yeah. And um, but they seem to have made the same it sounds like they've made a very similar mistake with Diablo. Yeah. And something else that's interesting to me though is that i think like the you know the whole modular loop thing i think there's a decent amount of people that really want that though because i don't know if you've read any of like the comments on the dark tide patches and stuff like that like every patch they release the the comments a lot well some of them are just people saying rock and stone because they're they're (laughs) dunking on the game for not being deep rock galactic which is funny (laughs) that's funny yeah a bunch of them are asking for uh, features that they promised for release that haven't been implemented a year into this game's release. Uh, but a lot of them are people saying that the loot system is broken because 
they played a mission and they got a crappy gun that they didn't like. It's like, do you not understand what the loot system is? And Darktide has implemented a lot of the same stuff, kind of the same stuff that uh, Diablo 4 has, where it's like very modular now, where it's just like, okay, yeah. you want so, the specific blessing on a weapon, you can just sacrifice a weapon that has that blessing and then put it on other stuff. And it's like, that's less interesting because I'm, I'm not running with what the game gives me and kind of changing my playstyle often. It's just, okay, lock into the one thing that I know I really like and go from there. I wonder yeah. how much of that carries over from Diablo Immortal. I have no idea. I mean, I also so, haven't played Diablo 3, which, for all I know, a ton of these things could have been implemented in Diablo 3, and I just completely missed it. I know that they're like the role was implemented in Diablo 3, for example. All I know about I Diablo played... 3 is the cash money, real money auction house. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which, which I think that was actually what contributed to the console versions of the game being better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I did play some 3, but I, I can't really remember much about it mm -hmm. right now. I mean, I don't know. Like, the thing is, I, I understand... I understand why, like, the modular... I understand why people want that. And I think there's two, like, kind of reasons, right? One of them is is just that if you've put all the time into the game, like there's there's a there's a there's a feeling that that you should be able to put the time in and, and get what you want, right? And some people just get completely hosed by RNG. True. Um <laughs> and that that sucks, right? Like I I think Dark Tide's honestly not that bad. Um, but also I feel like the blessings don't even like make, I feel like most the, every, of them... everything's so like small yeah. in that game, but how they yeah. modify things except for like the few that are apparently broken. That I don't yeah. Really the modifiers about. on dark type weapons are like, they're not actually big enough to matter to really get up, get so upset about it. And if you're just complaining that you haven't gotten your plasma gun yet, like you haven't played enough. <laughs> well, they implemented this, this where you just buy and a they very basic anyway. version and of they, yeah. uh, they changed Any it anyway. Weapon, so yeah. So, which is actually a good idea. Like just being able that's to buy yeah. a basic version of the gun actually makes sense. Yeah. That's so, uh, so that was good. But uh, you know, like the thing that I think about more is like Noita, because in Noita, really the whole thing in that game is like about building your wand out, and you know, finding cool spells and putting them together on your wand. Yeah, but, and like really customizing it, but like I feel like it's way different there, just because you can do you can customize everything. Yeah, there's so many options that inter that meaningfully interact yeah, in and interesting they, ways. Yeah, which they, is not the case for for all. Yeah, and that's the things. thing. Like they interact with each other. That's I think maybe what's missing because if you don't have interaction between these different like modular upgrades for your weapons, then like what's the point? Yeah, like in Diablo, like. The gems that I put into this thing, only they're only like slight power-ups. They're not going to fundamentally change how this weapon works. Even the aspects fundamentally change how a skill works. Yeah, I think but that's I, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, I don't know if you could. I don't know if you can do that in Diablo. Probably not. Like, I think that if you started doing stuff like that, it would not be the same game anymore. Like, not even close. Because no. if you have any sort of interesting interaction between, like, a customizable weapon, the game then becomes about exploiting that to create busted weapons. And 
it just won't be Diablo at that point, I don't feel like. Yeah. You'd have to, like, because then you'd have to change how the world is set up to have areas that are, like, like crazy difficult unless you've had, like, unless you've built, like, really great weapons. That's fine, in my opinion. Which would be fine. <laughs> like, maybe that would be fine. Like, but it, but it, here's the problem, though. It changes the game substantially to the point where it starts impacting their revenue model. Like, because now you have areas that are essentially skill-gated, and maybe you could buy crazy weapons. I don't know. Like, you could. I'm sure they could make it work, but it would be a different game, uh, I think. All the money stuff is more for uh, cosmetics and stuff. Like, cosmetics for your mount. Again, that's another th- thing that I kind of glossed over why I said, like, MMO inspiration. Oh, they put mounts in this game mount, specifically yeah. as a thing to drive people buying shit. Uh, yeah. Like, clearly, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to walk so fast bloody slowly nor- most of the time and have to res- resort to this mount except for the fact that that's what MMOs do. Well, it also doesn't even make sense because if you have unlimited portals, it's like, huh? Yeah, it's just tedium. Why do you even get... need a mount if you have unlimited portals? It doesn't even make sense. Well, if you want to go to new areas. Yeah, okay, but then why is your new area so boring that you need to run through it with a mount? Exactly. If I'm in a new area... Because all the mobs are the exact same. Or <laughs> like, I just if... like to go... go I press one, and then I press three, and then I press two, like and then if, I press four, and then the mob is dead. If I'm, in a, if I'm exploring a new area, it should actually be interesting. Yeah. So I, that's about it for Diablo 4. I'm done playing it. I don't want to play it anymore. I didn't actually even finish the campaign to get onto the uh, season stuff. I, got to, I, I literally got to the last act and then just stopped caring. And the one person Rough. I was playing it with also stopped caring. Okay, that is, that is, <laughs> that is, oh. You both stopped playing before you finished it? Uh, no, uh... Norris uh, finished the campaign, I believe. But he okay. was waiting for me to, and I just couldn't be Because I was going to say, if neither of you have actually finished the game despite getting to the last act, that would be just... That's still pretty bad that you just dropped it that far. Yeah. Like, I... I Anyway. I really like finishing games, but even that, I was just like, no, there's no point. So, there's two more games that I played a bit of. So, um... Fire Emblem came to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, so I beat that twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, now that's actually a game where you have to unlock the uh, higher difficulties. So I played through a couple of the easier ones, and that game's still awesome. And play, playing through the easier difficulties, which I haven't done in a while, just feels like it feels like an old school like StarCraft comp stomp, where you're just like you just destroying like the weak AI because like you get so much experience and your characters are so powerful well, and you've played those that, ones. how many times have you beaten that campaign over a dozen yeah <laughs> uh, and the last one uh, well, I, how long until you just have the muscle memory to beat the campaign <laughs> yeah what, you tell me to do a blindfold run yeah <laughs> no that's that, that'd be too difficult I, I, I don't have the memory to be able to do that uh so the last game um, that me and Alex have played a bit of that we're not going to go into depth here because we haven't played enough of it uh, was Wargroove 2. That released. We played a little bit of it, but we'll talk about that uh, in another episode. Right? Yeah, we've played a bit. I, I like what I've seen so far. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I just haven't spent enough time with either the multiplayer or... I haven't, yeah, I just haven't, I haven't spent enough time with kind of like the new stuff. I feel like what, exactly. I, what I've played, I've liked, but what I've played has mostly just been new campaign. 
Yeah, and the campaigns, they dole uh, parts of the game out fairly slowly, which I personally like. Um, yeah. And there's also the Conquest mode, which is new, which is kind of like a roguelike kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I've, I've I played actually more Conquest mode uh, during the beta. Yeah, I played through it once at like 2 a.m. to prepare for this podcast, uh, beat like the easiest difficulty, and then the game crashed. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm done prepping. <laughs> the game clearly doesn't want me to play anymore. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll go more in depth on that uh, in next, next episode. Next Stay episode tuned for yeah. that groovy episode. Uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the secret segment. So I don't know about you guys, but how many um, gaming magazines did you guys read growing up? Ooh. Are we including strategy guides? No. Okay, because I actually, I definitely, I probably had more strategy guides than actual gaming magazines when I was a kid. I was subscribed to Nintendo Power for like two years during the Wii and DS era. Same. Um, I mean, that was specifically because of uh, our school band. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Outside of that, not really anything else for me. Uh, The... Though I was subscribed to Lego Magazine for years. Ooh, okay, <laughs> that's pretty sick. Yeah, I think I, I, I never, I, I don't think I ever had a subscription to a gaming magazine, but I would occasionally just read them at the store or, or on the ferry. I'd just like go into the ferry shop and like just, just flip read through magazines. them on the rack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't really have a subscription to any myself as a kid, but. Uh, one of my brother's friends like had a ton of like Nintendo Powers and PlayStation magazines or whatever that they just like gave to us. It was a big box of a lot of gaming magazines, and you know old school gaming magazines. There's 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 a lot of charm in them. They're like time capsules in a way. But the way in which I think they are the best time capsules is the advertisements. Oh, this is this is going exactly <laughs> yeah. where I thought it yeah. was. Yes. Uh, so I would like to introduce a new segment to the podcast that I like to call Attitude. Oh. Because we are going to be going over some of the some uh, old video game ads. Now the I'm Attitude era of video games, yes. if you will. Uh, I'm going to be uh, describing uh, ads based on some of the text and maybe some of the uh, visuals. I'm not going to show you them, and you're going to have to guess which game they are. Oh, oh I like this. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first one I oh I, I should mention um I am using uh, the website retromags.com, which has a large collection of old uh, game magazines, and they have they literally have a specific section on the website for advertisements. Oh, nice. which was very helpful uh, for finding this guy's up. So. Uh, the first one I have is in like a kind of like Roman engraved font. Like this looks like Trajan Pro with some beveling. Uh, oh, bevels? Okay, bevels dates it, I feel like. <laughs> is It says Kickimus Maximus Budimus. What game is this? Total, Rome Total War. Oh. I feel like there's actually not that many. Like considering the outsized influence of rome in like in, in history and like how common it is in like history books and like popular media it's not actually a it's not actually a common setting for video games i, I want to say like 
Like, I, I can't think of anything, but some kind of, like, Roman-themed fighting game. <laughs> okay, so you're both way off. This is EA Sports uh, Madden oh. of NFL 2001. Oh. Which, Are you in, kidding me? Which, in fairness, is much better than the NHL 2001 one, which was Edemus Maximus Puckamus. What the hell? <laughs> what are you doing, EA? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, next... We have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take okay. the lesson that I was. I, I'm sticking by. Like, yeah, Rome games. Weirdly, actually, not that common. Yeah, I mean, they they mostly just get like wrapped into other just kind of history games, like Age of Empires and crap like that, or Rise yeah. of Nations and stuff. Which okay, I don't know if Rise of Nations had Rome stuff in it. Um, okay, so the next one, uh, it's big letters that says Ogopogo lives. Will you? And it's got two big claws that are coming out of the page at you. What? Ogopogo is Okanagan specific, though, isn't it? What would this be an ad for? Monster, a monster game? Oh, I'll put. You're probably not going to get most of these. A lot of these are really difficult <laughs> because. The point I'm trying to make here is that old gaming ads were insane. It had nothing to do with yeah. games. Okay. Ogo just just check out a name I'm, at this point. I'm going to say... I'm even okay with you just chucking out a franchise. For some reason... Oh, I got a game. What is that? I I feel like a, I feel like it's a basketball game. I don't know why. But you know that basketball game with... Uh, oh, wait. No. You know what? Turok. I'm going to go with Turok. Okay. That has dinosaurs. That's kind of close to Ogopogo. Yeah. Uh, Dino Crisis. <laughs> oh, okay. Dino Crisis. <laughs> uh, you are both wrong. This is Final Fantasy 2. What? <laughs> because, listen, a lot Final Fantasy, along with a lot of RPGs, just grab mythology from everywhere to use for their mm, enemies. Yeah. Therefore... Ogopogo, apparently. Ogopogo, that's so. That's like that's so niche. That's right? so yeah. niche. I picked this one because of where we are in the world. Like, yeah, that's local to BC. Yeah, that's local to BC, and like I feel like it's not well known outside of BC either. Like I feel like everyone outside of BC just knows Loch Ness monster. Yeah, Loch Ness monster <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but Ogopogo, like what? Okay. The next. Also, what even like this is really random for final fantasy 2 i don't know you think you can handle ogopogo huh well if he doesn't slice and you and dice you there are 200 other voracious creatures who will gladly devour you for lunch burp that's more text on the ad <laughs> okay the next one i have it's a series of uh words that are crossed out heroin snm unfiltered cigs Binge drinking, creamed corn, one night stands, and after that it says hell. What's left? That has the game name. It says the most addictive and still good for you. Blank 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 game. I'm gonna say either. I'm gonna say Duke Nukem. That sounds like a good guess, but I feel like it. Yeah, Duke Nukem. <laughs> Okay, you're wrong. It's XCOM Apocalypse. XCOM. What? Microprose. What Listen, are you doing, Microprose? Strategy games are addicting. What? That's I, what they went with here. I, I they're guess not wrong. That's what they're, yeah, I guess that's what <laughs> This makes more with? sense than the other two. Okay. okay. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they're technically correct in that none of those things are in the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I like creamed corn, but how's it addicting? <laughs> I mean, I feel like they threw that one in there for comedy's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one is, that one's, that, that's the comedy. It's like the murder, arson, and jaywalking TV tropes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay, this next one, I feel like you might be able to get. Uh, it's kind of looks like uh, a page out of like a high school notebook or something like that. All right, so it's blank, featuring some of the biggest lowlifes ever. They may look dumb, but these guys are big and in your face. No sissy side view perspectives. Even worse, they they each got their own dirty style they're going to figure out before you can kick their butts. Sounds like fun. You bet your last few remaining teeth. Because you know there's nothing like being the snot of a big old ugly guy. Although Anita the Groin is pretty cool too. Only for Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? I, I was thinking River City Ransom, but Super Nintendo. That, Man, that I was thinking like some kind of early 3D brawler, but now I'm... No si um, sissy side view perspectives now. But R River City Ransom is yeah, Super okay, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, was there some kind of first-person dungeon crawler on the Super Nintendo? Like, that's the only... That's, oh, man, what was that? Okay, I don't think this was on the Super Nintendo, but there was... There was a... Uh, wait a minute, Punch-Out? Was there a Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo? Super Punch-Out? Correct, it's Super Punch-Out. <laughs> Holy... What? Yeah, this is a first-party Nintendo ad. <laughs> no, no way. Really? Yeah. I mean, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, just look at how uh, things got, like, in the ads between Nintendo and Sega. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess 90s like, Nintendo did get... Nintendo of America. Yeah. It, it, like, important. Okay, okay. 90s Nintendo, Nintendo of America. The offices of 90s Nintendo of America had a Sonic plush hanging from a noose. Oh my god. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> So this before or after Reggie? <laughs> before. Uh, oh, before. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie came in class to join up. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So the next one. Oh, right. This one's going to be long. Um, okay. This one you're not going to get because it's like, it feels like a bait and switch. All right. Blazing fast animation and realistic moves make this game one to beat. Use all your fighting skills for each villain is huge and dangerous. Choose from among three fighting heroes, each with his own unique style of fighting. Use fists and feet to defeat all foes, but beware, your enemies possess hidden powers that defy the forces of nature, capitalized, itself. Witness themselves hurling energy blasts, tornadoes, even turning their entire bodies into human torches. And as you pound them one by one, waiting and watching is the big boss himself, the strongest and meanest foe of all. Realistic characters, multiple action moves, special skills, all this combined with lightning speed to create the perfect blank game. What is this game? Okay, what no, do you, what I, genre do you think this game is? I feel like is? this is a beat-em-up. Okay, it sounds... No, you know... I, I was thinking fighting game until you said choose from three characters. So that kind of puts me more in the... Like, just side-scrolling beat-em-up camp. For some reason, I feel like it's an RPG. I don't know why. Is that just because I said it was a bait and switch? <laughs> well, also, also it's got magic. 
Like, it's... Now that's an interesting question on what constitutes the characters in Fatal Fury. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, huh. the original Fatal Fury only had three playable characters from the player side, which was Terry, Andy, and Joe. You fought a bunch, everybody else from Fatal Fury. Mm. But, like, just the way that they described this, like, describe how do you describe an early fighting game without just saying it's a yeah. fighting game? We all know what a fighting game is at this point. Yeah, that's a good like, point. That, like, what do you, what would you, like, call a Hadouken back in that? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, ma that's a magic. Alex said it's magic. <laughs> yeah, it's a spell. It's, it's totally a spell. Like, it's a fireball. No, it's not. Ryu. I mean, yeah, that's a good point, though. <laughs> it's and like you know, fighting blast. fighting game characters have you know what in and in, in an I, I was I was convinced I'm like oh they're just like they're playing up like an action RPG or something maybe it's like a maybe it's a Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Mystic Quest or something yeah yeah like like one of the sort of you know the like pseudo real time adventure. that like pseudo real time yeah kind of thing. And I'm like, or like Star Ocean yeah. or something. Like, yeah, a fighting game. You can totally have a, you know, lightning strikes, blasts, just all sorts of crazy shit just happens in fighting games. And it really isn't justified at all. It just is. It's just part of the world. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. So that's a good question, though. Like, how do you describe a fighting game? Yeah. All right, so the next one we're going to be looking at, this one's not very long. I think the answer is that you don't describe a fighting game. Yeah, yeah. probably. Well, I mean, I also left out a decent amount of text. Like, what, one, of the, one of the pieces that I would be obvious is play against the computer or a friend head-to-head. -head. Like, okay, that's a fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next one. I love, the, I love oh, how they're okay. just like, Takara, video game division. Yeah, it's not SMK. Takara. But also, like, just video game division. That's not something anyone would put. Even though it's still a thing. Like, Microsoft has a video game division. They would not put that anywhere because it sounds stupid as hell. Well, this is a Japanese-developed game where Japanese-developed things are developed by multi-corporations. Multi Konami Health Clubs. Uh, Alright, so the next one now. Um, if you're a Game Boy, TM, or NES, registered trademark, player... You're looking at the next big thing, because it all comes down to you versus a whole warehouse full of plumbing parts and the forces of chaos. But you've got four powerful weapons. Your right hand, your left hand, your right brain, and your left brain. What game is this? Okay, so it's something on the... Wait, so uh, so it says Game Boy and what was the other thing? It NES. NES. So it's Game Boy and NES. I, I, I kind of feel like... Sounds but like plumbing parts. I'm like yeah, Mario, Mario game. Wait, puzzle. I want to be like, was there a puzzle game, or it's something silly? Like, did they ever release that? You know, pipe game. Was there like a pipe game? Like, are you talking about Pipe Dream? Yeah, you are correct. It pipe, is dream? pipe Dream. It is Pipe oh. Dream. Yes. Okay. Cool. I mostly choose this one because it's a really interesting uh, ad. Because it's also a sweepstakes. I actually didn't know that Pipe Dream was on either the NES yeah. or or the Game Boy. Makes sense. But I, they, I only ever played it on a computer. They straight up tell you to cut these other pieces of pipe out of your magazine to place them in this grid to complete a Pipe Dream <laughs> puzzle to send them in for a sweepstakes. Okay, that's which I thought that was kind of awesome. That's actually yeah. That's actually really cool. I like. I feel I bad like for that. whoever's on the backside of this uh, ad oh, because that, they're, yeah. because they're just gonna have little pieces cut out of them. But oh yeah, that's that's awesome. 
Hey, listen, they paid for the, the centerfold spread. That's a two-page ad. Okay. Uh, the ne- This next one, I don't want you to name the game because the, what game is... What type of game is going to be is going to be very obvious. I want you to guess uh, what uh, console this game came out for. Oh, okay. Okay. So we got a picture of a couple of people with gigantic plumber's cracks. And it says, finally, baseball without the chili dog farts. This is an ad for a video game that they want you to purchase. And this is what they're saying. So, yeah. Finally, baseball without the chili dog farts. That's all I'm going to give you. (laughs) What system did this baseball game come out for? Uh, I I'm gonna say SNES. Yeah, I I feel like this is. I feel like this ha- uh, the chili dog makes me think Sonic. It does, and yeah. so Nintendo throwing shade at Sega. Yeah, yeah, is what N- Nintendo throwing yeah. shade. Okay, at Sega for so sure, you're on the right track, Nintendo throwing shade at Sega, but this is obviously baseball for the Virtual Boy. Oh my oh, god! Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, that one. Not- you were not going to guess that one. Yeah. I put that one in just because it adds silly. <laughs> was the right era, though. Yes. Yep. So, okay. I have two more here. Uh, one of them is for a game that you're not going to... Don't, I don't think either of you know, so there's no way for you to guess it. But I just want to read it because it is some of the craziest ad copy I've read. I, I, I've read. Okay. In the year 2026. So we're getting close. We're getting close. Things get thugly when Bionic Gang Scumoside tries to take over the entire universe. Captain Commando and his posse, Babyhead, Ginzu the Ninja, and Mac the Knife are up for the fight with a futuristic arsenal, including the Energy Glove, Rocket Knee, and Subsonic Knives. What does that mean? And huge moves like the Captain Kick, hold on, Flying hold Katana, knife. and all, Rolling Punch. Knife, all, pretty much all knives are subsonic. All right, well, they got knives. Like, That's pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 cut, I cut some carrots, you know, with a knife. That's subsonic. <laughs> yep. I'm, like, mov- I'm moving subsonic right now. <laughs> I don't... Because you just straight up read out Captain Commando, I know yeah. it's not Captain Commando. Well, no, it is Captain Commando. Oh, it is? Yeah. In this straight from the arcade hit, one or two players must commit scumocide or face the end of all existence. <laughs> like, what the hell? I love the fucking 90s, man. They're so extra. <laughs> okay, and the last one I have for you... Is, okay, so we're not we're we're not gonna see that one. I mean, sure, I can pu- I can pull it up for you. Oh Commit scumocide, like, God, what the hell? All right, and uh, this last one that we I have this is ridiculous. All right, uh, again, you can't really guess this because it's not a game. But now that you're tired of losing, cheat. With Game Mage for the Super <laughs> NES system, America's hottest new game enhancer. Unlike other, and this actually sounds sick. Unlike other game enhancers, Game Mage remembers your games and codes. With oh. the Game Mage, you can enter the correct code the first time you play and never again. Hundreds of codes already pre-programmed for you. More power, more speed, more weapons, infinite lives, jump higher, punch harder, start on any level. Works with all of the most popular games on the Super NES system. Call now for special introductory price. Because, of course, mail order was a thing. Yep. 
can't be buying this at stores with the game mage yeah i mean i had a game genie and that thing was awesome it was awesome but yeah it was finicky because yes. yeah putting putting the the codes in was annoying i all i had was a game shark but the game uh, a game a game genie a game shark and a game mage walk into a bar <laughs> yeah the shark eats every the shark eats the other two so uh no no wait 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 it's like rock paper scissors shark eats shark eats mage mage bottles genie genie wishes away shark away shark yeah okay i like it now we just have to come up with elaborate hand signals for uh all three of those and we got ourselves a game that's (laughs) right we'll endure for hundreds of years okay but however long uh, but when was rock paper scissors invented but what do you cheat but what do you what do you cheat at the game with okay you gotta like do it in secret and then you in two separate rooms and you both run to the same room with your handout the game genie mage shark so (laughs) you cheat by having a video camera in the other room i don't know i also like the uh logo with uh a crystal ball with some hands over it oh yeah that is that that is what that is i actually didn't realize they were hands i'm not i don't know mages they're very and crystal pointy. balls. It's more like you know fortune tellers is what I associate crystal balls with. But okay. yeah, me too. But hey, all right. So that's uh, that's attitude. They they called it the game mage, not the game fortune. I've I've got like another whole set of terrible, awesome game ads that we can do. Uh, so this might be a regular segment on the podcast whenever I find the time to gather <laughs> yeah, these we'll... and decide on that I want to have a little bit more work editing that into the video body. Will we have will we have enough ads? Yes. Forever. Not forever. <laughs> but there's a lot of ads that we could have. So, you know, a lot of these just start digging up, just start digging up uh, digging up issues of like uh, oh man, what's that Japanese one? It's still going, isn't it? <sighs> Famitsu? Yeah, Famitsu. Yeah. Famitsu's still going, isn't it? Somehow. Yeah. Yep, still corrupt probably. That, that like there's documented I'm pretty sure there's documented cases of people paying for reviews and for in mm. uh, Famitsu which is what people say about every gaming publication but for that one that one's the one I believe the most yeah. so I swear some of some of the scores that some of those games got are ridiculous yeah that's a conversation for another day now if you've noticed uh, you know on old game ads there was it'll tell you where to find these games. Well, you could find us three levels deep all over the internet because we've got our YouTube channel, which we're posting stuff on. You might even be watching this podcast on there. And if you are, you were you would have been able to see the ads themselves. And I'm going to commit to editing those ads into the uh, segment, which is going to be a pain. You can also, you know, email us and get your email read on air. If you've got any questions for us, comments, feedback, uh, you can send those into three levels deep at outlook.com. And now we are going to wrap this one up and have a nice time. Have a wonderful time. There we go. There we go. Wrapping it up in a nice bow. Bye.